everyone. I'm Natalie. And I'm Andrea. And we're back with Tipsy Tias. Um, y'all really liked the last episode of Dear Tias, so we're making another one. Welcome to Dear Tias, uncorked edition. So this episode's a little special to me because we're finally getting to the wine bottle I've been waiting for, and that's the NPR-specific wines. Um, so we are drinking today uncorked, um, and it is a Merlot from California 2016. I'm very excited because I love Merlot. Yeah, um, I don't know about Merlot, but I love cute gimmicky things. So uh, let's go. I love niche items. Okay, let's unpop her. Un- oh, let's uncork her. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Go into comedy. Yikes. Right off the bat, she's opaque. Okay, I know I say this a lot, but this literally just looks like juice. This looks like um, cran grape cocktail. And it kind of smells like cran grape cocktail as well. I'm not complaining. I love cranberry juice. I know. If you guys know Natalie, she always is drinking. I love, oh my, I, it was like, I don't know, kind of embarrassing because people are like, oh, you're drinking cranberry juice. Like you have. Like, yeah, like I have a UTI or something. And I'm like, no, I just really love cranberry juice. It's so good. I I really like, it's like very pretty. It's not the like goth red I usually like, but it's a Merlot. Um, It also looks really thin. Oh yeah, it does look thin. Like I'm swirling it around and there's like no legs at all. It's like water. Does that mean it's strong? Let's see. Am I going to get wrecked after this one glass? I don't think so, because it's not that it's, like, slowly going down the glass so much as it's just never sticking to the side. So it actually means that it's, like, very low in syrup. <gasps> no. Um, it's 13% by volume. Oh. Which is decent for a red wine. I mean, the last one was 14, and that wrecked me. Yeah, so let's watch out for Natalie this episode. <laughs> okay, well, you're feeling better, so I won't have yeah. to compensate as yeah. much. Um, yeah, good news to everyone. I'm no longer sick. I know I sounded sultry, but also good. I basically died after that episode last time. So yay for me. Okay, smell it. Smell it. I cannot get cran grape out of my head now. It smells a little chocolatey to me. Okay, here's my thing. I love Merlot because they always taste chocolatey, but this one doesn't smell as strong. It's like, um, you know those like uh, gold coin chocolates that you get from like the dollar store or something? And it's chocolate technically, mm-hmm. but it's like a really weak, weird yeah. chocolate. It smells uh-huh. like that kind of chocolate. But what I want from a Merlot is like that, like, ooh, I just opened up a gourmet candy bar. Like ninety percent dark chocolate, exactly. rich, yummy. Yeah, this is not. This is not <laughs> that. Okay, let's let's take a sip. Okay, it's. I wish it was stronger. I wish the tannins were higher. I wish it like scraped my tongue a little more. It's just not as impactful, but I like the taste. I don't know. It just feels a little sour to me. I like it because I like that tartness that comes with it. I wish it was tarter. I wish it was richer. Yeah, I just, yeah, I wish it was like more bodied. Like feels, I want more cherry in there. It literally just feels like water and then like last second you slip something else into your mouth. Yeah. It's just a lot more light than I would expect from a Merlot. I don't know. I I think I like a really like thick, rich wine, like mm-hmm. um really buttery Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. The texture is so good mm-hmm. and the taste is so good. <laughs> and this is just <laughs> I feel like this is just like um, 
I feel like it's a good refreshing kind of red wine. Like like on a picnic with some turkey sandwiches. Yeah, sure. Cause well, I don't feel like I don't feel like we've found like a lot of good light reds yet. We've liked a lot of heavy reds, but I like the heavy reds. Me too. Okay, maybe I, I'm judging this unfairly then because mm-hmm. I'm expecting it to be something that it's not. Well, but that's the thing. Merlots are supposed to be heavier than this. Ah, okay. Resident wine expert weighing in. <laughs> uh, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> All right, well, I, okay, let's give some more information about the wine in general. Let me read Tell you me what more. NPR has to say. Just as independent public radio needs its advocates, so too does Merlot. Unfairly maligned in the 2004 movie Sideways, this noble Bordeaux grape produces some of the world's finest reds, most notably in Pomerol and saint Emilion. The Coutts family of Lodi has been growing fine California Merlot for four generations. They are equally passionate about sustainable viticulture, reducing water use, developing healthier soil, and maintaining the surrounding wildlife habitat. Our NPR uncorked release makes the case for Merlot's smooth, easygoing charm. Look forward to luscious plum and damson flavors and a long, refreshing, ripe-fruited finish. Where's the plum? I do not taste plum. That entire description sounded very crunchy granola you though. Yeah, it did. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I would have written that once. I love that. I just feel like they're kind of hyping it up. They're like, we're bringing back Merlot. And I was like, since when has Merlot been gone? Yeah, I feel like it's one of the more basic of wines that everybody knows. Yeah. So the thing about this wine specifically is that you actually cannot really order it individually, or at least I haven't been able to find it. Um, As we said before, this is from our NPR Wine Club box. And you can get the three of them alone without getting like the 15 bottles how we did for... $46.97, or at least that's their value. Oh no, you actually can't even order them separately, like as three. You have to get them in a special offer box. That's how they get suckers like me and Andrea. Yeah, I was sold. I'd do it again. (laughs) Uh, Regardless of how this wine tastes, I'm keeping the bottle because it's cute. So typically the dominant flavors that you're supposed to be looking for in a Merlot are raspberry, black cherry, sugar plum, chocolate, and cedar. I can see the black cherry. I can see the raspberry, and that's about it. I need some woods. I need it to be heavier because I'm alone. Where in the hell do you see raspberry? I totally see raspberry. As a fan of raspberries, I feel really insulted right now. I ate some for lunch. Are you sure you don't just like have some stuck in your teeth or something? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> afternoon snack. It's not the <laughs> afternoon. It's not the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Uh, you know, I feel like it's a decent ass wine. It's not great, but it's nice. And um, it's not like NPR is coming out as like, we're the new best wine. They're like, here's our like gimmicky wine. Could you wine. imagine though? That would be amazing. If they like started like, a, what? Like a wine empire. I want a different wine for every show they have. Oh my, I would buy every single one. Um, but let's get into the nitty gritty. Into what y'all are really here for. The questions. We're getting nasty tonight, ladies. Am I right? (laughs) Hello, Thias. I always like meeting new friends and going out, but I never actually end up socializing with people outside of my college. Every time my friends talk about a party they went to off campus, as I ask them if I can tag along next time, they always say sure, but never bring me with them. What advice do you have for a shy extrovert who just wants to make some new friends? Um... 
First of all, your friends sound like they suck. <laughs> I hope you're not talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. We don't make empty promises. Right? I never do that on purpose, but I'm mm. a really forgetful person. And if I don't write it down somewhere, then mm. I'm going to forget. I, like, will hit people up, like, a month after I say something. And I'll be like, oh, my God, do you remember when I said we'd do this? Let's go do it. But that's me. Yeah, honestly, these friends sound a little dubious. Are these your, like, close friends? Are these casual friends you found that actually go off campus, but, like, your real friends are on campus or, like, that type of situation? Because if this is, like, a casual acquaintance, like, I have people I call friends, but I I would never expect anything of them, really, because Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, we're friends, but in my mind, they nice don't acquaintances. owe me anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if this is, like, my close friend group, then I would be really fucking pissed. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck, you guys? You guys literally left without me? Yeah. After I told you I'm going to go with you to let yeah. me know? I don't know. I feel like it's also hard for me to tell you how to get off-campus friends because I've never really tried. <laughs> God, this is going to sound so horrible and so me, but almost all of my off-campus friends I met on Tinder. <laughs> I don't think that's surprising to anyone. <laughs> I never said it was. Well, yeah. Hey, pals, if you're listening. I mean, that's a good attempt, too. Like, But also, Tinder. I get really annoyed when I'm on Tinder and people are specifically looking for only friends. Why? Because that's not why I'm on Tinder. But if you make it obvious... Well, yeah, but I've, like, already looked at your profile and fallen oh, in love. And like, your soul. Our, I've already planned our marriage, mm-hmm. and then you, like, drop that you're just looking for friends. No, thank you. Devastation. But um, this is not an advertisement. Bumble, pay me. But <laughs> Bumble has a feature where you can literally just swipe on people that are also looking for friends. Mm-hmm. So, like, honestly, try that out. You know what always happens people to me? People there look fun. I feel like whenever I take public transportation, strangers typically talk to me. Or when I'm at the grocery store, strangers talk to me. Do you have a friendly face or something? I guess so, unfortunately. When I'm like at a big university or something, people are just asking for directions because they think I look local. And I'm flattered. You have a local face? What does that mean? I just look like I know where I'm going. Oh, she's confident and sure of herself. No, I just avoid eye contact and walk like purposefully. (laughs) Oh, sounds like robotic (laughs) New England (laughs) student, yes. Uh, Yeah. What's our actual advice here, dude? Our actual advice is, um, no, okay, I was about to say, just go off campus alone, but that's a bad fucking idea. Yeah. You do not go to a party, especially a frat party, alone. Big, fat, no. But also, I'm kind of just thinking, like, maybe find a new group of people to go out with. Or even if it's just, like, one buddy. Just one buddy. That's fine. As long as you two are, like, you know... We're going to watch Keeping out for each safe, other. Watching out for each other. Have an agreement. Have a plan when you go out. Because let's be real. People are sketchy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I feel like even if you approach these people and you're like, hey, you've been leaving me out and I don't feel good about this. Like, this is making me kind of, like, sad or mad or whatever. That's not going to change your feelings. Like, that's not going to change how they... But also, like, how, how can you be sure that they're going to watch out for you when you guys are out? Exactly. And not just forget about you again. Because, like, if they don't consider you important enough to invite... In the first place, then, you know... Yeah. You never know if they're going to just leave you to go on to the next spot or something. I I would also suggest, like, um, something kind of, like, a little bit more lower maintenance, um, if you're looking for friends, is going to, like, other campuses' social, like, organization events. Like, not Not going to parties, parties, but, like... um, Events. Mixers, you know, fairs, um... 
I don't know, lectures and things. Like, mm-hmm. talk to people. I know it sounds scary, but honestly, like, most of the time, these people are nerds, too. Mm-hmm. Well, when I say two, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and usually people are really nice. Um, if it's possible, maybe take a class on a different campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, make friends that way. Talk to the people in your actual classes on your campus and see if any of them are ever going out or you know just like make some new friends and suggest going out with them you don't always have to wait for an invitation true tattoo that on your ass there's a long list of things i need a tattoo on my ass at this point (laughs) me too (laughs) yeah I, i definitely just like go out of your comfort zone take a new buddy make a plan go to a new event doesn't have to be a party and yeah. oh my my go-to if I'm actually trying <laughs> is to make casual snarky commentary on things happening around me. Um, so you can also meet new horrible people. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll be like, like if is that how we met? Probably. Honestly. <laughs> so like you know, and, and then like once you make that little commentary, um, you can see if they have your same humor. It starts a back and forth. If that's your humor. Yeah. Oh, that's true. What if you're not snarky commentary type? Not everybody is as horrible as we are. Okay, you don't have to make snarky. Okay, you make positive, affirmative commentary. If that's something. your humor. Make a joke. Yeah. People like funny people. Mm-hmm. Um, make a smart comment. People like smart people as long as you're not obnoxious. Mm-hmm. There you go. I feel if like you are obnoxious, yeah. find other obnoxious people. Yeah. Be loud. If you're the loudest person in the room, find the next loudest person, and that's your friend. Be who you want to be, Barbie girl. Next! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Getting a little more serious and gay this time. Peppermint wants to know, or Peppermint says, Peppermint asks. (laughs) So, I came out to my parents like a year ago. They're super religious. It was hard at the beginning. They never kicked me out of the house or anything like that. And I can tell they love me no matter what. But they still think that being gay is a sin. And if you try, you can change. I'm like, okay, whatever. At least they don't hate me. But it's frustrating. Sometimes I wish I could take my girlfriend to family dinners because I love family dinners. What do you guys think of the situation? What can I do? I mean, I've spoken about this before. Like, for my... Well, I don't want to say my family. My mother, specifically. Um... You know, it was not necessarily a hard sell, but it was just like a slow hill. Um, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Like, for honestly, for the very first year, we did not mention it at all. Like, there was no conversation around it um, until, like, you know, like one moment someone brought it up and then woof. But then it's been like a process. Like, it's been like now, what, four years and some change, or like around four years since I've been out. And like now we're very comfortable with it. And I'm not saying that that's exactly the timeline your family is gonna take, or if that's the exact path your family's gonna take. But I also think that I wouldn't get too drained into the fact that where I am a year out is where I'm gonna be in another year. Um, it's a process for some people, but also like, you can't force your family to change if that's what they believe in. And I know that sucks to hear, but I also don't want to tell you something is going to change if there's a possibility that it won't. Obviously, I hope mm-hmm. that things can change and maybe exposure therapy is what they need. But I, like, I think I that what's, what, what's kind of making me hopeful with this is that 
you, you say they still love you. Yeah, you can tell that they love you no matter what. You said that specifically. And if that's like a part of your identity, then that's like a very important aspect of yourself that they have to kind of yeah. love and I as feel well. Like, I feel like if you love your girlfriend or you feel strongly for your girlfriend and your girlfriend is good for you and they can see um, how important your girlfriend is as a part of your life, then I feel like maybe just, you know, bring it up. Like, oh, my girlfriend's going to come to dinner. Mm-hmm. Or is it okay if my girlfriend comes to dinner? Or just whatever you feel. Obviously, I don't know the dynamics in your family or how comfortable you are just, like, casually sliding something in as opposed to asking permission. But um, I think if there's no risk of things going super horribly wrong, then maybe just try it once to see. Or maybe not even dinner. Just have your girlfriend stop by for, like, a small amount of time and then just, like, gradually build up to it. Because if you also love your family... Um, and like you're mentioning that you love family dinners, that means like you probably have a close relationship with them. And so I'm sure like having someone who's important to you come in, that person would probably also be able to kind of like read that vibe and also just like be polite to your family, be nice to them. Um, and like, you know, they're gonna come to like your girlfriend as a person. Hopefully. Hopefully. Unless your girlfriend is horrible, then forget all of this and find a new one. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Natalie's just letting you know that she's single. (laughs) Shut up! God. Anyway, but also, figure out what your girlfriend can do to make your family love her. Yeah. Your mom likes cheese or something. Have your girlfriend bring your mom some fucking cheese. Bake that brie. Be sneaky about it. Mm -hmm. Have your girlfriend casually come over when your parents aren't home to like help around the house and then when your parents come back and you're like oh my god it's so neat be like oh yeah my girlfriend helped and they'll be like (gasps) but then they'll also be like welp (laughs) it's nice here though (laughs) (laughs) Um, kiss ass mm -hmm. however you can if you're fine with that i don't know some of us like being sneaky (laughs) and it's like a positive scheme it is a positive scheme because really who's losing here you if you don't like cleaning but in the long run that's a win i mean also like of course like check in with your girlfriend because you also don't know if that could end negatively and then you'd be putting her like in yeah because that can be a really awkward situation situation. to be in yeah um so i'm going through all of this with a like your family loves you so they're gonna try not to make things awkward but if they are gonna make things awkward or if your girlfriend's going to feel uncomfortable in any way, then obviously take a step back. Yeah, because you can, like you said, if, if that would make your girlfriend uncomfortable, you can go back to the whole talking about her instead thing as a way to like kind of like start building that bridge. Um, Gas her up. Talk her up. Yeah, but I, 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 I definitely get it. Like, it sounds like it's your family is really important to you. But and, so is your girlfriend. Yeah. And right now the two can't coexist. At least at dinner, which is difficult. But I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you as well. I'm hoping this, like, slow ease works out for you if you decide to attempt it. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you and your girlfriend are serious and this is, like, a long-term thing, then, I mean, being patient with it can be worth it because you also don't want to go too fast and then completely scar your family for life or something. Yeah. Or your girlfriend and scare her away. 
Or, like, bring her to dinner, and then, like, two weeks later, it's like, yeah, we broke up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but Which is totally normal, but, like, normal in this... No, I mean, like, it's normal to break up with people, um, but it's, like, in Talk this... Talk to us about our commitment issues. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this question isn't about me. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, kind of, like, read. Read your relationship. Yeah, don't... I know that there always feels like a pressure to just go to things as fast as possible, like rush into whatever, but don't be afraid to take things slow if it's going to pay off in the long run. Mm-hmm. We're Plus, hoping for you. Yeah, and if it doesn't, honestly, if things go too slowly and by the time your family's finally comfortable having your girlfriend over for dinner and you guys are broken up, not saying that you guys are going to break up, but I'm just think, like I'm just going through scenarios. Through the possibility. Uh, but um, by then, hopefully your parents will be comfortable with like that girlfriend. So the next time you have feelings for someone and it's serious, you can bring them around. Mm-hmm. It's all a work in progress. Words all of good. wisdom. You're welcome. Next. <laughs> Wait, cheers, bunch. <laughs> Top rock. Okay, bear with us on this next question because honestly, we have no fucking experience with it. But you asked, and we're gonna try. Cause you know what Thea's do? Try? But I feel like aunts a lot of the time are like, oh, I'm your aunt, so I gotta like, you know, I gotta be like cool, but I also have to give you advice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll work anyway, <laughs> regardless of the, you know, previous experience. Okay, question Teresa. Um, my boyfriend and I have been in an open relationship for six months, but I want to be monogamous now. He's willing to try, but is hesitant to delete dating apps and wants to continue talking to people he just matched with. For people who have different relationship goals, but really want to be together, can this still work out? I guess I'm a little confused because he said, you said, you're saying he's willing to try, but is hesitant to delete apps. I don't know. Part of me just wants to be like, men are trash. Leave him. But another part of me is like, make it work. Because honestly, like, let's be real. Sometimes people are on dating apps with no intentions of dating anyone on those apps. And I also feel like if you find a connection with someone, like, try. Fucking try. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, okay. I, I think that long term, where your relationship goals are, that's what matters. So have you been comfortable in your open relationship? And, like, now you want to try a new thing? Or were you always uncomfortable with this open relationship? That's also a very important question. Because if you were always uncomfortable, then maybe that was for a reason. And, like, no matter how much you want this to work out, it, it, it might not. It might not. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you're both trying things out together, you're both open. I, I think it's also good that, like, first of all, he's being open about the fact, like, yeah. I don't want to delete my yeah. apps. Because some people might not even say anything. So I, I think that's something to also take for what it's worth. Like, it, it's a it's open. Like, there's it's honesty, honesty here. There's dialogue. And I think with that is also respect. Because that means that he's not disrespecting your boundaries. Because let's be real. Dating apps are fun. It's nice to get, a, like, validation from a match or something. And mm-hmm. maybe that's what he needs. I mean, I definitely, like talk to him and be like okay you're talking to these people you just matched with what is your intention like if we're trying to be monogamous like is this like 
oh, like a possibility if the monogamous thing doesn't work out? Is this like you're just talking because you like to talk and you like the validation? Like, what is this here? Um, Maybe he's just really wholesome and wants new friends. Possibly. Not likely, but possibly. <laughs> I mean, we're like, how are you doing on this? Like, do you have, do you have like dating apps? Like, do you want to continue being on there? Because you also don't want too much of an imbalance either. Honestly, I don't know what to say. Does it look like I know things about relationships? Or maybe you want my unfiltered opinion, which is dump his ass. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I mean, oh, mm, okay, well. Oh my God, are you more of a romantic than me? <laughs> Probably. Fucking plot twist. <laughs> I, I just think, like, personally, like, it's hard for me to connect with people. So I really think when you do, like, you have to treasure that. Okay, um, but what if you have a connection with somebody who's, like, taking advantage of you, though? Yeah. But I don't think that this situation is like that because of the openness. I mean, I guess. Um, okay, because, like, I don't want to say this, but, like, I don't want to call you a pushover. Mm-hmm. But what if, because this is, and I'm saying this as someone who always lets things slide yeah. because I care too deeply about people that honestly mm-hmm. don't always care about me in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, is he being honest with you about the dating apps because there is that mutual trust, oh. that honesty? Or is he being honest with you because he knows you're not going to do anything about it? That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. Boom. Yeah. Because honestly, sometimes we're too nice. Yeah. And I don't know. I Maybe. definitely think, I definitely think, I don't think you got to question this. Be like, what do you mean you're willing to try, but you don't want to delete the apps? And what does try even mean? Yeah. Because like from what I'm reading from this, from what you want, from what this is laying out, these aren't lining up. Because like, like you said, like there's, it's like perfectly okay to have an open relationship, you know, agreeing on certain boundaries. But if you're trying to set something up and he agrees to it, but is also then at the exact same time trying to fudge those brown boundaries. Because like for an open relationship to work, there has to be complete trust on both ends. And I don't know, this just doesn't feel, this just doesn't sound like that. Maybe I need more information. I mean, like, obviously we can't see everything in two, three sentences. Mm -hmm. I think you have to kind of question him more as well. And you probably have, (laughs) but aren't including in here. Um, Because I don't want to be dismissive of that. But I think you can tell things aren't lining up. And I feel like if you're kind of unsettled by it, also trust the fact that you're unsettled. Trust your instincts, too. Trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Listen to your heart. Um, I guess the only real advice I can give in this situation is just, like, don't take any drastic decisions in either direction. But definitely take stock, ask questions, and then evaluate yourself. See if you're willing to meet that person where they're, they are, but also wonder if you're being a pushover. Because, like, if they're not willing to meet you where you are, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Because, like, people have different ideas of cheating. I mean, there's, like, actual physical, like, my partner fucks somebody else and that is cheating. But there's also, I mean, cheating emotionally, too. But you have to set those up as a couple. You have to set those up as a couple. So, like, if what you want is complete monogamy, like, I want you to be able to come to me with your physical and emotional and whatever needs, then that's something different than I just want us to be 
physical partners exclusively, but like, yeah, go ahead and talk to other people. Because maybe what he's thinking when you say monogamous is like physical partners, mm-hmm. like we're the only, we're going to be the only ones for each other. Yeah. So maybe like, and <laughs> in his eyes, like this is monogamy because maybe he is just talking to people and it's going to go nowhere. But I mean, like, I have no idea. So people click all the time and things don't work out for different reasons. So just keep that in mind. But if you really want to make this work, it can't just be on you. It has to be on him as well. You're welcome. This is qualified quality advice. Cheers. Clink. (laughs) Our plastic ass cups. Again, buy me some. Buy me some cups. Good luck, Teresa. Next. XOXOXO. This next question comes from my favorite problematic sad girl, Lana Del Gay. Guys, I need an advice about sex. Okay, so I just started dating this girl, and I have had sex before, but I've never gone down on a girl. What if I don't like? Obviously, I'm going to finish the work, lol, but like, how do I tell her later? What if she gets offended? Okay, firstly, I'm going to assume that you're talking about going down on a cisgender woman with a vagina. Yes. Um... Okay, second of all, I have so many questions about this question. Okay, no, I, I, I think I see where it's coming from. But here's my question. You said, I've had sex before, but, like, do you mean, like, I've had sex before with women? And is the fact that what you're saying, like, what if I don't like? Like, what if I don't like going down on a woman? Or, like, is, are you saying, like, what if Her I... specifically? Yeah, or, or like... Yeah, so I'm, like, a little confused about that, but I'm going to take it as... I'm going to take it as, what if I don't like the specific act of going down on a woman? A cisgender woman. Okay, honestly, I've been there. Because, mm-hmm. like, as somebody who very much, what's the word? Is it tamped down? Tampered down? Tamped down. Tamped down her sexuality. Like, it can be pretty intimidating. Yeah. I hear, okay, here's my advice. Here's my advice. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go all in all at once. Okay, like if it's overwhelming to you, you really don't have to. You know, you can like switch things up and like you can go switch things up how? Like what? Okay. <laughs> what are what are their options? What's Lana's options? <clears throat> I would suggest uh-huh. going all step hands. By step. Going all hands. Oh. And then being like, oh, here's a quick teaser, and then like going down for a second. That way it makes it casual if you're not into it. Because you're just like, oh, going back to hands again, I'm going back up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that way you just have like a 30 second trial. 30 seconds? What the fuck? Worst case scenario. What if you hate it? 30 seconds is much. I don't know. To me, 30 seconds is nothing. But okay, th- this is literally like, <laughs> obviously I'm going to finish the work, but like how do I tell her? I, I don't know. To me, it's mm-hmm. more like mm-hmm. society has told you these things, which mm-hmm. is basically fear the vagina. Mm-hmm. But really, there is nothing to fear. Because, like, it doesn't have fucking teeth. Yeah, but you don't have to You're force really yourself to do it You don't either. have to force yourself, but I'm just saying, like, don't be scared of it. Don't be scared of it. Um, Obviously, if you go down there mm-hmm. and it's not your thing, mm-hmm. come back up. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, like, set it up like, oh, I'm just, like, <laughs> it's just, like, a quick one. Be all hands. Pause. Look her in the eyes. Say, here's a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I would actually get up and leave. I okay. Here's my thing. Also, like, <laughs> what is it specifically? You're not sure you're gonna like. Is it like the taste, the, taste? the smell, uh, the crick yeah. in your neck? Because it's gonna be uncomfortable sometimes, and like that's just what it is. We're not saying do things you don't like, but yeah. also like there sometimes when we're with someone physically, mm-hmm. we're gonna do some things we don't necessarily love mm-hmm. because it's gonna give them pleasure. Mm-hmm. And potentially they're gonna do the same for you. Ideally. Ideally. Unless they're me. <laughs> oh my god. Hello, with- princess. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Natalie just almost spilled wine on her phone. Oh no, she did. <laughs> oh no, not on my phone, on my notebook. Oh. It's fine. It's a look. Um, I don't know if y'all remember this song. Oh, my God. But I literally... You don't really mention, like, being worried about performance, but that's a big worry for a lot of people. And I, like, remember listening to... Do you know the song Lick It by Goddess and She? Sing it. I do not want to say it. I'll play it for you right now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Good evening, class. I know. I'm not you really don't remember this? It was in 2008. I grew up in Texas. Huh? I grew up in Texas. This was in the L word. <laughs> I never watched the L word. <laughs> okay, it's like visceral. <laughs> and like, I remember listening to it when I was watching the L word. Oh but like, God. honestly, like, it's kind of an instructional song, like, step by step. I don't know if this is part of your question, oh but there's so many resources online. Auto straddle. Yeah. So, like, honestly, like, there's so many resources for you. Okay, fan fiction. Yeah, honestly. Okay, um, this is kind of embarrassing. But when there was this girl that I was really into, and this was when, like, the most I had ever done with another um, cisgender woman was, like, be topless. No, actually, I was topless. She wasn't topless. Uh, when I, like, hadn't done much. Because, you know, I was freshly out the closet. Um, I honestly looked up a bunch of, like, articles on Autostraddle. Um, not going to lie, I watched a lot of porn. Because, uh, you know, it's unrealistic. But sometimes if you find some really good stuff, it's helpful. So if you're worried about, like, performing or, like, doing it wrong or, like, not making her come or something. There's like things out there. But also, orgasm is not always the end goal. Sometimes it's nice though. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I, I wanna be like like okay, let's let's set up a scenario, okay? Okay. So Ooh, role play. <laughs> if that's what you're into. I haven't tried it. Do you wanna um let's go. After the recording. For research purposes. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's say, okay, let's say you're going down on someone. Uh-huh. You're not into it. Uh-huh. For a variety of reasons, we don't have to get into it. You're not into it. It's not. It's not doing it for you. Um, what do you do to not offend your partner? Uh, you just come back up. As long as you're not, like, running away, like, <laughs> You're like, you're fine. You don't even have to, like, stay down there. You mm-hmm. can just, like, make out. Yeah. Not everything has to be about genitals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
play it cool, don't mention anything, and then like distract. No one will be offended. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe disappointed that they didn't come. Worst case scenario. Go for some other erogenous zones. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking of other. <laughs> Stroke the inside of that elbow. Honestly? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if you're into that, do other things. I mean, like, fingers. Strap on, do some anal play if you're into that. Uh, eat some ass. You're like, oh, oh, like going down on someone was too much, but a rim job's exactly <laughs> what I'm looking for. I don't know. <laughs> I'm less more accessible than the clit sometimes. Oh my god. Oh, less oh instructions. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's include some links in our description um, of resources that can. I'll give you my best smut. <laughs> Did no, you, it's literally just our fan I'll fiction account. I'll give you my step-by-step step guide. <laughs> I'll link the iTunes to that goddess and she song. I think we've answered the question. Lana Del Gay, do you think we've answered your question? If you have more like specific questions, send more in. Yeah. Um. If she gets offended, then you did something wrong. I'm sorry, but you should never make somebody feel ashamed about their body. So just try to avoid that as much as possible. Yeah. You do not have to love it. You do not have to even finish the work, as you said. You can go to different things, but make sure that your partner but is like, comfortable. Make sure you're comfortable too, though, because you mm-hmm. don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Yeah. So, like, honestly, if you do not want to go down on her, like, don't do it. Yeah, that's true. We didn't even question like what the impetus for this is because like people assume like okay, because and again I'm going to assume you're a woman because the way this question is phrased. But like people assume like okay, two women both have vaginas. Like obviously the only thing they can do is eat each other out. But like that's not it. Mm -hmm. And you can be physical with somebody without even like going near. Their genitalia. Like, my, that's not my favorite thing, necessarily. What's your favorite thing? Let's not get into it. <laughs> not on this episode. Someone send me a question. <laughs> then oh I'll God. answer. Somebody literally um, so send us a question and just be like, Hey, Andrea, what's your favorite physical sexual activity? <laughs> what really gets you going? <laughs> I want to see that episode. That's a little targeted. <laughs> I love targeted questions. Um, but I love affirmation and feedback. So yeah, send me a fucking question. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Lana Del Gay. We'll leave you some resources in the description below. Um, you don't have to love it. You just have to feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up for some more context if you want. I don't know. Like personally, the first time I went down on a girl. Mm-hmm. I was fucking terrified. But also, I straight up told her, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. So there were, like, no expectations on her end. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which was great. Because mm-hmm. she was, like, really nice and really supportive. And, like, supportive. God. God. <laughs> no, but she was just, like, she was, like, really nice about it. So mm-hmm. she didn't make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, just be open. And if she's not trash, then, like, You'll be fine. You'll both be comfortable. Maybe you can even laugh about it. So, 
There. But again, do not, oh, do not offend her. This just like, this, this last part is just getting me. Please do not offend her. You've said this like eight times. I know, I know, but I want to drive this point home. Do not offend her. Okay, there. Wait, are we done? Is that a good ending? No. No. Keep going. <laughs> Should we answer another question? No, I think we're done here. Okay. Um, I think, you know, we'll find somewhere to cut it. Because I think, like, at one point I said something like, always got to end with Andrea. No, it doesn't got to, but it's always going to start with Andrea. It's always got to Do you want to give Andrea. a closing? Do you want to give an actual no. closing? You can say what I said. We already have your closing about your nipples. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you think I was joking? Uh, anyway, that's, that's all our questions for this episode. Uh, and if you're listening to this amazing advice and you're thinking, wow, where can I get me some of that? Don't worry. We'll be taking more questions very soon hopefully hopefully we answered everyone's questions to like the best of our ability like we tried <laughs> hopefully in my tipsy state i like read your question right yeah i feel like we answered every question like eight times a little bit <laughs> and to the best of our abilities also i just want to say i love you guys for putting so much trust in us because yeah. when we saw these questions we were like oh fuck these are like questions yeah I'm, like, honored that you think that I have the capacity to answer this. Me too. But I'm also, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Hopefully um, you're doing this for the entertainment value and you understand where, where we're, we're coming, coming from. from. Yeah. If not, I would, like, seriously reconsider where you're going for advice. Mm-hmm. But also, but also, keep coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. <laughs> anyway. I mean, what's, what's a tipsy fee for if not to dispense? Totally, possibly, possibly wrong advice. Yeah. Super confidently. <laughs> and sometimes you got to follow that advice. And sometimes it doesn't go well. But you know what? You learn from it. You learn. You live. You laugh. You love. Ooh. Put me on a pillow. <laughs> In which sense of the word? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, bitch. Um, but also both. That's a good way to slide into those DMs. (laughs) We'll see you next time. I'm Andrea. I'm Natalie. Tipsy Theas. Yeah. (laughs) What she said. I'm gonna keep the part about your nipples. Literally, I don't care. I want more people to ask me questions about them. I feel like a guide.